0: Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life.
1: Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free.
0: Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. This is the Monday before Election Day, so please go vote, regardless of your political views. No matter what they are, whether you agree with the people that you're you know, that live in your household or you don't agree with them. I was actually talking to Jody Bohr the other day and she's like, Jake and I, we don't we don't agree. <laughs> and Darcy and I, we don't agree. And it's interesting. well
0: yeah, I don't actually care about politics. She, she doesn't so. care.
1: She's like, whatever, I'm just gonna not do anything. But do do yourself a favor, go vote. Please vote. Vote, 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 vote. That's all I have to say about that. Hey, how's it going, Darce? Pretty okay. Pretty okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes. I think people have been missing you. Maybe. Maybe. I think think it's been maybe five episodes without you. I know. I've been missing you. And I live with you all the time.
0: (laughs) I'm just that amazing.
1: You are that amazing. So what do you want to talk about this week?
0: Today, our four-year-old, Felicity, came into our room, and she said, Mommy, my belly is saying it wants food. I listened, and I can hear it talking inside my body. It says it wants pasta or a sandwich. <laughs>
1: it's a very specific conversation with your belly.
0: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I was like, Zach, did you just hear what she I said? Did. Like, And then my mind immediately went to how we could use this story in our podcast.
1: She literally said to me, that story is going in the podcast.
0: Yeah. So I just thought about how applicable that story is to the different behaviors we use to feel something different. And how when we're buffering, we are not allowing ourselves to connect with what it is that we truly want and we need. Felicity in that moment was so in tune with her body and what it was that she truly needed That she came and told us and had this this whole conversation with her body, right? And she was like, I need food because my belly's hungry and it needs to be filled.
1: Also, it wants a sandwich.
0: Yeah. Well, pasta. Because
1: we always have pasta on Sunday nights. Yes. Because Darcy is half Italian and I I served my mission in Italy. So it's a tradition we try to keep up. So she was like, no, it's pasta night. Feed me. Yeah. (laughs)
0: We've been getting a lot of questions from wives about like their husband's pornography use, obviously. And so
1: (laughs) wait, why do wives write us? They send us emails about their husband's pornography use. They never send it about themselves. Actually sometimes they send it about their children. Yes. But do you get children.
0: Mostly it's their husbands. If I take this one step further and ask myself, what is it that my husband truly wants when he looks at pornography and I'm obviously going back to when that was the case. I can without a doubt say that he was not looking at pornography to, one, hurt me, make me feel betrayed or cheated on, make me feel not good enough to ruin my girl's time. I mean, I could just keep going, right? The list could keep going of all the reasons and all the things that I would make my husband's pornography viewing mean about me.
1: Yeah, And I think it's interesting, right? So, I'm just putting this together now. Like, if Felicity came to us and was like, I just had this sandwich because my belly was hungry, we wouldn't be like, I can't believe you did that to hurt me or bother me or, like, make me upset or frustrated or any of those things, right?
0: Yeah. So, the truth is, the reason he was looking at pornography, if I really look at it, was because he didn't love himself. He hated who he was. And he wanted to feel good in the moment, right? It, yeah. it typically happened when I was away and he was lonely or if he was really stressed at work. It truly had nothing to do with me.
1: Yeah. And when Felicity came to Darcy asking for dinner, she was listening to her tummy tell her what she really wanted. For many of us, when we have urges to view for- pornography, we're actually not listening to our true needs. We're not listening to our tummies. And I wanted to title this, Listen to Your Belly, but my wife said that that's a terrible, terrible title, and it's I'm not allowed to put that up on the internet. Anyhow, we aren't listening to ourselves, partly because we're, you know, as adults, we have learned to set a ne- aside our own needs, right? We have learned the, you know, the ability to not listen to exactly what we need or want in a moment. For most people I work with, we're avoiding feeling lonely or sad or frustrated or angry or stressed. The question that we want to talk about today is, are you listening to what you really want rather than trying to avoid what's going on for yourself in that moment in an effort to feel good now at the expense of feeling good long term? And I always talk about this in terms of the equation of like, so uh, discomfort now equals comfort and happiness long term and comfort right now often means discomfort and unhappiness long-term when it comes to dealing with our emotions and dealing with our feelings and how we are not paying attention to them.
0: Or even reaching reaching your goals, right? Whatever. Oh yeah,
1: totally. Reaching your goals, climbing the ladder of success, all of that. So I recall a particularly difficult summer when Darcy and the kids went to Wisconsin for three weeks to visit her family and left me in California at at work at my, I call it my ladder climbing job at a large insurance company. This is where I worked very, very hard and I climbed the ladder and I was making very good money and I was miserable. <laughs> so it, it was a ladder climbing job. In my mind, I was, as I was writing this script for tonight, I was like, yeah, it was like two months long. And Darcy's like, no, it was only, it was only three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it that,
0: might've been four. It but... might've
1: been four, but that tells you how long it was in my mind. And, and the and the place that it holds in my mind. And because she was leaving and I wanted to stay away from pornography, we'd put into place some really good quality measures to keep the internet from creeping in, you know, into my loneliest times, which was late nights at home. We locked down my phone so it wouldn't be a temptation. My company computer was going to be left in the car at the end of the day. And the only way I could get on the internet would be to go to the McDonald's half a block away. With all those precautions in place, Darcy set off on the 33-hour drive from Wisconsin to Thousand Oaks. And we were ready, weren't we?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You were like, I'm going to leave him and he's going to be fine. That's probably not what you felt.
0: Yeah, I I guess (laughs) in that moment, I was hopeful that he would be able to stay away from pornography while I was away. In my mind, I was thinking about how this would be a great opportunity for him to prove to me how I could trust him and how... That he could behave while I was gone. I remember being anxious about what might happen while I was not home, but not anxious anxious enough that I was willing to cancel this opportunity to go visit my family for a few weeks.
1: For me, this was the moment that I could do it, right? I was like, let me show you how I can be a good boy. You know, I could spend, my thought was I could spend three weeks alone and show Darcy that I wasn't going to be viewing pornography forever and that I had grown. So I was setting myself up to go it alone and make my mark and show how good I could be. And really what I wanted was connection. I wanted connection with my wife. I wanted connection with myself. I wanted self-confidence and I wanted the ability to say that I could really do this. And I think it all started well. I, You know, we, we stayed in really good contact. Yeah. And I don't recall exactly how long I was good for. You might recall.
0: I don't. Sometimes it's she, been like. Nine sometimes or ten she years. recalls
1: these details that you're like, "How do you know this?" Like, I don't know the first time she ever kissed Luke Watson. Luke, if you're listening, she Go knows back. the anniversary. No, Go I'm not back. going back. We're not. We're, that's getting in. That's <laughs> in getting here. in here. All right. So, <laughs> what I remember is that I I stayed late at work one night. And because, you know, what else was I gonna do except for stay late at work because I didn't have anything else to do, and that's when it happened. And I was alone, and I was sad, and I was tired of fighting. This moment that I had set as a point to prove my worth became yet another mark in the loss column, as as I'll call it now. Uh, you know, and it was one of those additional disappointments that my, you know, that Darcy would have to suffer. And this became one of the moments that, you know, ruined her vacation or her girl's nights or whatever event where I lapsed and she, she, you know, she wasn't watching me, you know, it. and I think that seemed to be a theme where you felt like if you weren't watching me, I would lapse. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, that I would, I would say that. Or just if I, you know, if I look back, I really... In my mind, I thought, oh, he's going to ruin every good moment, right? Like, so if I was having fun with my girlfriends or if if I was on vacation or if I was, I don't know, what else did I do? That's pretty much all I ever did,
1: so. You would just go on vacations and hang out with your girlfriends? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that was just it. There was always that moment. Whatever it was, was me... You know, ruining that moment.
0: Or like right after we had a baby. Sometimes that would be like Mm -hmm. a really stressful time that, you know, I can recall.
1: Yeah, it would happen. Incidents. So looking back long ago and far away, I can see what, as my little Felicity put it, my belly was telling me, you know, it was telling me that I wanted to feel loved. It was telling me that I wanted to feel connected. It was telling me I wanted to succeed. And it was also telling me that I felt lonely and that I felt tired and that I felt stressed. So let me just take two of these and talk about them and what I would do differently now as opposed to then and how I succeed now as opposed to then. The desire to feel connected and the reality of feeling lonely are probably two of the biggest ones that come up for me and I think they come up for most of my clients as well. That, that you know, I want to feel connected but most of the time I really just feel lonely that's really like this, uh, you know, these two opposites that kind of pull us in the directions that we go. And quite possibly they're some of the biggest reasons why men go down the rabbit hole and they, and they view pornography.
0: I think for you really, it was that you wanted to feel connected to yourself, right? You wanted to feel like you, you had a life, like you were a whole person more than just this guy that went to work all day and then came home and, you know, did whatever it is his wife and kids wanted. Right. Like you didn't have a whole lot of space in your life for, for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think when you were gone, it created a lot of extra space that I didn't know what to do with. And I think when I feel lonely and that, that was a time when I really, I felt a lot of loneliness. My natural tendency is to hide away. It's to keep myself uh, to myself and stay away from other people and while you were gone i didn't do anything to get out i didn't go out with other people i didn't you know cr- create anything in that void
0: yeah and and i think it was probably two summers later i remember i drove out to wisconsin and that's obviously that's where my family all lives Um,
1: Again, she keeps driving to Wisconsin. This is where... It's a
0: horrible place to go on vacation, (laughs) let me tell you, and to live. But so sorry if anyone's listening from Wisconsin. I don't mean to offend you. But... uh,
1: It's really great in the fall.
0: Yes, it is beautiful. But two summers later,
1: you drove out to Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, and I remember, like, this was at a point where you were doing a lot more for yourself and I I remember like leaving and you had things set up like you were going over to our friends houses for dinner and you were going to maybe play basketball with the guys I can't remember
1: yeah I was doing as much as I could
0: but you had you were creating ways to connect with other people while your people were gone
1: yeah which was awesome and when you stay in loneliness for me loneliness is that self-perpetuating cycle of like it comes and then you try to fight it And as I look back at that period, something I recognize is that I rarely, if ever, did anything just for me because I wanted to. And that really, I think, helped create this feeling of aloneness all the time. Not just when you were gone, but also even when you were there, because I didn't have anything that was outside of this unit that I, you know, I had created, but that sometimes I needed to escape. Because we had lots of kids so many kids it was you know and it was just more acute when you were gone right and when you were gone there was just this even more powerful you know loneliness that i that i couldn't deal with and the way i feel love is also a self perpetuating cycle
0: but, well and i think a lot of it too was that you didn't love yourself and so being so. alone with yourself was like torture yeah
1: Extra torture. Yeah, well, and so let's talk about that for a quick sec. Because I I didn't love myself. It's not like I was, like, constantly hating on myself. It was just I didn't have that. I didn't realize that I needed to just be like, hey, I'm actually a really good person. Rather than beating up on myself for the pornography viewing that I had done. And, you know, what I was, I was constantly saying, I've ruined us in my own mind. When in reality, I was learning just like little kids learn when they, are learning to walk. They're learning to do the process of walking just like and I was learning to do the process of feeling my feelings and being the person I wanted to be. Now, recently I did something just because I wanted to do it, which I thought was awesome. I went on a trip with twelve other guys and it was something I wanted for me. so, So I had been invited by my good friend Greg Denning, who does some really great stuff. So if you have kids, you should check out Greg Denning's stuff. But I didn't wait for Darcy to give me permission. He invited me and I was like, I'm going to go do this. And I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really ask, did I?
0: No, you were like, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's my 40th birthday. I'm going to do this trip. And I was like, really? Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll be
0: honest. I was really surprised, but.
1: Why? Why were you surprised?
0: I don't know. It was just something that you hadn't really ever done before. So.
1: In, in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, because we went rappelling, which is something I remember doing fondly from when I was a kid. But it's been a long time, so for me to do that, you know, it was totally out of the blue in her mind. It was something that I felt I wanted, and I, you know, and it would build me up, and it would connect me with others, even outside of our family. Grown men, men in in my stage of life, we don't make friends very easily. That's one of the you know realities and components of being a grown-up, is that it's harder for us to make friends. And so this is something I chose because I'm like, I want to feel connected. I want to do something with a bunch of guys the same way I would have when I was a teenager. And I thought it was worth it. And the big difference between the me of then and the me of now is that I do things because I feel like I am worth it. I'm worth the expense. I'm worth the time. I'm worth the energy. And this is me living on purpose. This is me being the person that I want to be on purpose.
0: Yeah, and, and I think for me, I look at it as, okay, this is cool. This He's finally doing things that will bring him happiness and joy and give him experiences outside of just me and the kids, yeah. right? Like,
1: and that's not to say that you don't bring me joy, because you do. I know I do. <laughs> you do indeed. <laughs> but... It's also to say you could recognize that I have other interests besides what your interests are.
0: Well, yeah, just like I would go on homeschool mom's retreats, right? And I have no
1: interest in going on homeschool mom's retreats. There's no way. And
0: I don't really have any interest in going, rappelling down 200-foot cliffs at this point in my life.
1: Come on. It'd be so fun. Yeah. It
0: would probably (laughs) take me like... A 100 years to get off the edge of the cliff
1: so just kind of a side story carly our number four she went and she got out on the ledge and it wasn't i don't know how far it was because we didn't go with her it was only a 30 foot rappel she went with some friends and she got out on the ledge twice and stood there for like half an hour and never went down so that's you know if you can imagine that's the kind of anxiety that lives in our household um, uh, but this, this me going on this man trip, this isn't about, and and I want you guys to recognize this isn't about you saying, Hey honey, I'm just going to do this thing because I say so and not really ever considering your spouse's feelings, but being willing to do something for yourself because you're worth it and making that a regular part of your life and making yourself an important part of your decision-making, not just a secondary part of your decision-making. This is going to help so many of you men live your life on purpose in a way that you probably aren't doing now. If you're the kind of guy that I was, where it was, I literally, I can't tell you how many times I would have like, if, if this man trip had come up, I would have asked Darcy's permission. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a conversation with your wife and give her the opportunity to say, well, maybe we shouldn't do it this time because, but it is saying, you know, make the decision, be, be your own person live your life on purpose. You know, this is the, you know, listening to my belly and creating the person that I want to be and not waiting for some magical moment in the future where I'll be worthy of it. And I want you to recognize that that is, that is the kind of life you want to lead. And it's going to help you when you're dealing with your pornography to be that kind of a person now, rather than waiting for someone to, to tell you it's okay to be that person. Is that fair?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Awesome. You guys, you have a great week. Make it a purposeful, amazing, masterful week. Be the best version of you that you can be. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the self mastery podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zaxpaffordcom freecall free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography.